0: I'm a firm believer my story or your story are only as powerful if it is a catalyst to help others own their story.
1: Has your life, your dreams been interrupted? Good news, it is possible to reinvent our lives. People are doing it every day and some are brave enough to share the struggles, disappointments and challenges. If you are looking for a new beginning, a do-over or to rediscover your passion, maybe even find a new one, then grab a cup of coffee and let's talk. Interrupted, Act Two, Reinventing Your Legacy with your host, Coach Lori. Brian Bashan, thank you for coming on this show. I'm so glad to have you.
0: Lori, it is such a joy to be here with you and your audience.
1: I like to hit the road running. We always start with what is so awesome about the life you're living now.
0: I'm just living in the now and appreciating exactly where I am. There's a lot of things that are flowing and changing, but I find instead of looking ahead, what's due next week, next month, And appreciating where i am i'm a lot calmer and focused
1: many of us know that be in the moment dancing in the moment Mm -hmm. but then we get that tinge of but i also have to think about my future
0: as human beings you know in the human form we're always naturally thinking about the future as well. And that is part of the life as well. We have to. You have to think about, I need to go to the grocery store because I need food to eat for this week. What I really mean by that living in the now is about being grounded and present that the now is all that we have. And when you're in the now, that is what's creating the future. If you're in a moment of anxiety or stress trying to plan something, that is also gonna be felt as you go to the future. So the more you're in the now moment, consciously focused on that, appreciating that, that is what will create the power of the future. And I find it just as a sense that it keeps you in alignment with why you're here, what you're doing, also helps focus your energy because if we're so focused on the future, it really becomes very scattered. The more you are able to be present in that moment, it helps you to create the future you desire. I live right downtown. I'm American, but as I mentioned, I live in Toronto and I live right in the heart of the city. And a block away from my condo is a Starbucks that I go to every morning. I go in there and get my coffee. Just this past week, I needed to sit down to look over something real quick, so I sat down. And I've been noticing in this particular Starbucks, there are a lot of people who are African. And a couple blocks away, there's a center for, I don't know if it's a, it's not a shelter, but it's for people who may be homeless or having a lot of challenges they go. And I've been noticing out in front, a large group of like refugees growing like every day. So I sat down, the woman to my left, I could tell she was filling out refugee paperwork. And all of a sudden, I my big thing of what I had to do that day, I looked at her and I could just see she kept turning pages, trying to write things down. Finally looked at her and I said, hi, I said, looks like you're filling out Important paperwork. I said, Where are you from originally? And she said, I'm from Uganda. I shared with her some of the work I do with refugees and newcomers. To come on a, I'm on a board for that. And I gave her the website and I said, Don't lose hope as challenging as this is. Because I said, You're going to get through this time. You're going to get through this. That moment of the now wasn't just it was a gift for me. Hopefully it was a gift for her. But when we're so focused on ourselves or always looking ahead to the future, we miss what's right before us of being a presence, of being a light, and also the gift that it gives to us. So it's important. It's important to watch for the person next to you that you could observe. There's a lot more going on.
1: Right. And just the fact that you acknowledged, smiled, that makes all the difference. And often when we're busy and in our heads we're not paying attention and so you you trusted your intuition you stopped i love that that's such a, a great example of being in the now. So your life wasn't always wonderful, easy, and peaceful. Do you want to take us back where you've come from?
0: My life has been a real blessing. Yes, there's been twists and turns. There are lessons that come along with that, but it's been a beautiful life. At 51, I'm really grateful for the life that I've had. Growing up in Boston after university, I made the decision to go to the seminary to study to become a Catholic priest. I went through the seminary for five Years and had a very positive experience. I was ordained as a Catholic priest and I served four years in a big parish west of Boston. And it was quite interesting. I've been cleaning out some things recently and I just came across this massive, huge scrapbook they had put together for me as a farewell of pictures and letters and more letters and things from the community. And I was reading through it the other day and felt the love. And it was amazing. And the only reason I left the parish was. Was because I got a phone call one night from the headquarters asking if I can come in for a meeting to talk about an opportunity. And the new cardinal appointed from the Vatican had picked me to be his new private secretary, which is like chief of staff. Literally, overnight, my life changed. And I went from being in that parish. As I was looking through that scrapbook just recently of all these pictures of baptisms and weddings and all kinds of events that go on in a community-based, faith-based church to now being a master of ceremonies, being at the Vatican, handling diplomatic events. It was during that time, it was a gift that I came to truly feel and realize that I didn't miss the parish. I knew I was very good in terms of leadership roles. But I also had a desire to love who I am and wanting to love another person and to express fully who I am in a beautiful way in the world. I freely made the decision after working one year with a good therapist, making sure I had things lined up to go. And I freely resigned from the priesthood and I went to New York City and entered as an executive in the world of philanthropy. Another huge evolution life moment of going from one life to now living in New York City, realizing that my gifts are being used in a different way, but also this tremendous peace and this tremendous joy of this coming into your own and that sense of coming into that deeper now This is who I am.
1: That's so powerful. You say I freely resigned, but there was a point where you knew there was something. I don't even know what the word is, but I feel like people listening are struggling with being who they are, but yet stuck in a pattern or a life that dictates who they are. Can you say more about that?
0: This is the gift because I'm a firm believer in my story or your story are only as powerful if it is a catalyst to help others own their story. And so for me, yes. I mean, when you think about it, I went through the seminary for five years. I was in a parish for four. I was working for the Cardinal. There's been a lot of time energy, money invested in, in who I am. And obviously in the role that I had with the Cardinal, there's even more investment of what was being expected and being groomed for the future. It's no different than someone who's been in a professional career for a while where they've, you know, maybe taken out loans and now they pay them back and they got a master's degree or there's the family expectations that I dealt with of that. And then there was also that sense of being so deeply loved by parishioners what are they going to think and the sense of how they loved you, but the sense of they saw you as, a, as someone that they really looked at to, to help their faith. So yeah, there's a lot of expectations to go through and that can be very crippling and it's something to be very real about. And I I want to just toss it under the rug. That's why I worked with someone professionally to help me work through that. And in doing that, it really helped show me that am I living for others Or am I living for the heart of who I believe and know who I am? That takes time because there's layers to pull away, whether it's from parental upbringing or family influence. But by doing that, it helped heal in many ways that sense of, wow, this is who I am. Yes, I want to be an out gay man, live my life, live a life of faith, bring my gifts to the world in a powerful way and not live in a shadow or feel conflicted when you're able to do that you also have to come to the realization there will be people that will no longer engage with you that's where i think a lot of fear is i had many people who from the parish that still keep in touch with me who love, it's beautiful. And I also had a lot of people that I never hear from again. That's okay because just energetically, I think we're just at different places. I release them. I'm grateful for where they were in my life. And this includes close friends or some family, but that's okay. Unless you do the inner work, also realize and embrace and love who you are, you will never be able to take that step because not everyone will be there to support you, but new people will come in. And that's the gift as well.
1: So you talk about the inner work and I know that you had mentioned you got a counselor. Can you say more about inner work? Because this is the theme I'm hearing as people recreate, reinvent, evolve themselves, they say they had to A, fall in love with themselves and do the work, not to like complicate this question, but also what you said is kind of letting go of the others. And yet, what did you walk into? You walked into philanthropy, which is helping others. There's like a thought of, oh, I have to walk away and put myself first and not help others. But you put yourself first and now you're helping others in a bigger way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for myself, first of all, philanthropy just happened. Philanthropy found me. When I was in the process of You know, looking to leave. When I sat down, I had someone work with me, was a good friend to help me transfer my skills. It's one thing to say, oh, yes, I was a master of ceremonies for a 2000 person event. How do you translate that onto a resume? Oh, I went to the Vatican and handled all the meetings. Well, how do you translate that into business language? But I worked with someone to help me be able to do that. I was reaching out to my network. I was connecting. And all of a sudden, there was a job that appeared online one day. was a director at the American Cancer Society in New York City, and they needed someone who could develop high-end relationships for their events. And I was like, well, I can do that. I knew when I saw it, that was my job. And that's the job I got. It just aligned for me. It was relationships. I was able to use my intuition, bringing in revenue and creating a vision because fundraising is about an energy exchange. It's about inviting people into a heart of a mission. It's really about the creative aspects of changing the consciousness in the world. That's the heart of what fundraising is. Doing the inner work, we're not designed to go through major life transformations alone. We're just not. Because if we do, what's going to happen is our ego, our mind is always going to be barking. The ego doesn't like change. So when that happens, it's going to go into fear, which is going to paralyze and not allow you to make the clear decisions. So while working with someone, whether it's professionally, and I held my cards close because I was recognized, well-known. I shared with a very few trusted friends and a professional that I was able to share any challenges. They were also very transparent with me if there was something I needed to think about. And it helped me integrate and own the experience. Because without it, you won't always have the clarity. So it's essential.
1: And that's the other thing that I'm hearing the theme of is community growing together and not doing it alone. I love it. You were brave enough to get the help and to speak your truth. As you have transitioned, it sounds like now you're kind of evolving again. Do you want to talk about that? Have you heard, if not now, when? If not you, then who? Are you being prompted to write a book? To create a podcast, check out leaving a legacy at That's coach www.coachlaurie.com. And let's get started on your second act. Now, you were brave enough to get the help and to speak your truth. As you have transitioned, it sounds like now you're kind of evolving again. Do you want to talk about that?
0: Kind of piggyback on that as you do that work, and you're ready for that. Yes, my experience is no different. I then I saw it in the corporate world as well. When you get into certain positions, it could be jealousy. there can be things. people get overlooked for a position, whether whatever happens. It's important that doing that work with someone that can really help you see what's fact versus what's fiction. Also, if you're thinking and believing out of a wound, or you're believing out of wisdom is going to be an important piece as well. When I went to New York and then, you know, obviously Toronto continued growing my career. And then I decided in 2019 to go out on my own. I founded Evolution Evolution. I love the name because there's the evolution that all of us are going through, but it's also our sole personal evolution as well with our own mission. It unites that aspect of who I am and where I am. So I work with individuals and leaders, but very important there's two areas right now that is really becoming a big focus is really helping organizations and especially organizations that believe in their mission and want to increase their funding and what they're trying to do. I see myself and I know what my gift is, is helping to remove those blocks so many organizations face, and especially those on leadership. And the other big aspect that I'm developing is retreat work. That is something that I love. I did an in-person retreat here in April. I'm doing one in England in the fall. There's another one in early stages for Costa Rica, To me, there is something so powerful. And I know that's a gift that I have to bring people together, to facilitate, to look up and to see where you are and to know and to embrace where you desire to go next. Doing that in a retreat context with others and with yourself is quite powerful.
1: Wow, that's awesome. With the evolution, evolution, I do a lot of work with nonprofit support, talking with leaders, but what I've discovered is they have a passion. They start their thing. And then they go, Oh, no, I have to do business. Oh, no, I have to do fundraising. I don't want to ask for help. I always say, when you ask for help, you let people bless you. Can you talk about some of those blocks that people run up against and how you can help them with them?
0: I'm a firm believer. I think I'm a a unique breed in the sense, a deeply sensitive spiritual side of making sure you're aligned with your values. But I bring in expertise as Having raised multi-million dollars on campaigns, chair of a $30 million organization, I know board worker. So I have that expertise, but the way I enter into that work is really getting back to what is the mission. Working recently with one particular client who's in a huge campaign, the analogy I use, it's like spokes on a bike that are coming off and you're biking, your legs are getting scratched. We have to get back to what is the mission. What is it that you're seeking? And once we were able to uncover and unearth in two words, that is the guiding light. Now everything has to be removed around that. So, what I do is a lot of times, not easy to be the head of an organization. You go in with a, a beautiful heart and a mission, but I demystified that sense of fundraising, that it really is a beautiful calling in of community. It's not about asking for money, but it's an energy exchange that when you share what the mission is with clarity and how it is impacting community and lives, that is a calling in of people to contribute. And it's a gift for people to be able to share their resource or share their time Into that and to be part of that co creation in the world. That is the gift of fundraising when you do it from the heart. Now, yes, I'm all about having KPIs and having a sense of where we're going and what program it goes to and how do you move people through that. Yes, we use all that. But when you're able to do that, It's powerful. So, I work with the teams on that. I bring them through programs. I make it a requirement that any team I work with, we always begin with a retreat. We always begin with a sense of looking at you're more than your job description. And there's a reason why you have this role. So, we look at it from a personal side, but also their professional and expertise. Because if you're not aligned with that and seeing how that is there, that is going to have an impact. The energy is going to be off. I do the same for boards. Because there's nothing worse than a bunch of people, and I've served on several, of all different types that come in, and either it's for their self-glorification, or they don't feel professionally valued enough in their own work, so they now bring that ego and sense into the boardroom, or they have an old-fashioned sense of how to do things and raise money. That's gone. The pandemic, and if anything, has opened that up. So I go in with a lot of boards. I'm used to working with egos or challenges, and I bring them in first to a sense of gratitude and challenge them. Why are they part of the mission? What are they grateful for to be part of? And when you start with that small question, it opens them up. And then bring them through the process and really do that i love helping organizations do that because it is a powerful way to keep them aligned to bring them forward to the next place and this thing that i really have a hard time with is that there's a lot of consultants that go into these organizations and i've seen it from working with some and they charge an arm and a leg and they don't deliver they deliver a, a suggested process But unless you get to owning what's from the heart, believing that and trusting that your mission is going to be a light and to attract, that is the real work. And that's what I love developing and spending time going into.
1: I love what you do. And again, when you think of nonprofits and boards, there are really big issues. People come in with a formula and you're saying, I don't come in with a formula. I come in and let's see where your heart is. And then let's move forward.
0: And you have to do both. This one particular client, I did a board retreat. Now we meet twice a month online and I give them assignments of saying, great, now I want to see, you know, come back with these donors. How can we move them forward? What do you think? But I'm also, I also bring in a sense of what do you think the mission is here? I said, if you go to a donor meeting and you're talking more than the donor, there's an issue because your role, your mission, is to listen. To listen to their heart and to see where the alignment is. That is what it means to be connected and aligned with that value. And fundraising is evolving that whole sense of mission is evolving. It really is essential. And it's something that I also do for the private sector too. It doesn't matter, the same values are there. You're trying to raise capital for a startup. It's the same thing. It's the same principles. We have to remove from the sense of, oh, this is what we have to do and this is what they want. No. People always, when it comes to money, yes, they want to see how it's going to be invested. And I'm all about making sure you can come back with clarity and a stewardship, but you also have to connect from the heart. What's the impact for the world?
1: I love that. What is it that you really, really want people to know?
0: Mm. You know what I really want people to know is this is something that's really important is look up. And when I say look up, I really mean look up to what you really are desiring. Look up from what is holding you back. Look up from the distractions, look up from the pain, look up from where things are at. Because when we're so constrained with the day-to-day, thinking ahead like we were speaking at the beginning of our conversation, we avoid, all of us do, myself included, we all can fall into that. We have lots of distractions, we look down, We. We look away, we look with judgment, we look with frustration, we look with self-judgment, we look with all kinds of things, but look up. Look up to a sense of your belief that there's something more than yourself. Look up and ask the question, what do I want next? Look up and ask, what is bringing me joy in my life? Look up and ask, what is it that I need to forgive? look up and ask, where do I need to let go? Because when you look up and ask yourself, the universe, wherever you are, you will unearth below from where you are what needs to be uncovered to take the next right step with peace and feeling supported. Look up because that's where the truth is and that is what will always lead you forward never looking down.
1: I love it. I feel like we have three hashtags. The first one is your mission is to listen. And then hashtag look up. Hashtag curiosity.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Like we ask other people questions. Why not ask ourselves the questions?
0: Yeah, exactly. And we don't have to make this so complicated. I'm so sick and tired of like when you go on Instagram, you go on anything, here's the five things. Here's the masterclass. Here's this, here's that, here's this and do this and you'll change your life and invest $29.95 and you'll get this. It's great. And I'm all about follow what resonates. If there's a teacher that resonates, beautiful. If there's something that you're feeling drawn to do and it keeps coming to you, do it. But the most powerful powerful wisdom and truth of all is inside you and sometimes keep it simple you might not have a half hour to do a meditation you might not be able to do a day retreat but you can take five minutes that might mean just staying in the shower an extra few minutes in the morning and just breathe breathe in for a few extra seconds see yourself and then visualize yourself in a bubble of light, you're going to be protected. I teach this to clients, especially people that are irritating you at work or in a situation. Think of them and say before your day begins, may Frank, may he know love, may he know peace, may he know hope. If you do that to people that you're going to see that day and really mean that, you release the outcome of the day and how it's going to go and you will be different. That alone You do that every day for two minutes, you're going to have a very different life.
1: That's so beautiful. The thing I hear throughout what you've said is A, intention and B, intuition.
0: Huge. I love it. I talk all about it. And I talk about intuition in business because our intuition doesn't just click off when you walk into work or you go online. I always use this very big example I was in New York City when there was a massive financial crisis and it was quite scary because everything was closing. I remember the accounts were being, I was on the corporate side, we getting locked up. People saying they couldn't contribute. We had a big meeting on a Friday afternoon and the CFO really led the meeting with fear. It was a fear-based, passive-aggressive meeting saying, unless you guys bring in this money, there's going to be all kinds of issues, whatever. And I remember just leaving. is like, I've made bigger decisions in life. That board meeting is not going to drive me crazy. But it was on my mind over the weekend. I asked myself, I looked up and I simply said, who do I need to connect with that I've never thought to connect with? I went running and I remember running and all of a sudden, this guy came to my mind that I sat next to at a dinner corporate event in New York City, who told me he had money for diversity funding. And that was the day before like DEI was very strong. He said, yeah, it's just never used that often. And all of a sudden I meant I, I remembered I had his business card and those days, still business cards in my office desk. That Monday I went in, I emailed him, asked if I could speak with him. We created the first LGBT plus event for the American Cancer Society in New York City that raised the most revenue that year. They brought in all new corporations and money where nothing else was coming in. It led to developing an entirely new department at the office. So that was intuition. It wasn't on any pipeline. It wasn't in any stats. And I tell people that, yes, you need to have the meetings, but always leave room that if there's something that comes up, look up and ask the question. It will Intuition will always, always guide you. And it's never a lot of words. It's a thought. It's a nudge. It's a word. If it's too much talking, It's not your intuition because it never is. It's always a word, an image, and it's always peaceful. Always.
1: This has been such amazing wisdom. Thank you so much. One last question I love to ask is what are you reading?
0: Right now I'm reading, there's a, a man who I love. His name is Lee Harris. He has several books and he has something called Conversations with Disease. And it's beautiful because there are chapters in there you can go back and read and reread. And it's never the same.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Feel free to reach out through LinkedIn. I have a new website, evolutionevolution.com. And I have a live show every single week called Soulfully Speaking with Brian Bashan. It goes live on LinkedIn, but then it's turned into a podcast that you can listen to on Apple or Spotify.
1: cash click the affiliate link three things we learned from brian if you're going through a big transition get help look up for answers trust your intuition and be curious and put the fun back in fundraising if you love this podcast here's a big ask will you share with your friends and family subscribe give us a review and a five-star rating so that others looking to reinvent their lives will be able to get the help they're looking for thank you in advance